right, M12, how are we doing tonight? Okay, if you haven't noticed yet, I'm not Steve. I'm, my name is Jeffrey. Steve is in Haiti, um, so you guys need to be praying for him. He's doing awesome things down there with the high school. Um, and look, you guys are rocking the house tonight. I'm fired up to be here. This is awesome. Uh, and, and as I was talking to Steve, you know, because you're in an in-between week, all right? Last week, you got done with a series. What was the series called? Yard sale. There you go. You had, we got one clearly a meaningful series for you guys. So last week was the end of yard sale. And two weeks from now, you're going to start a series called Red Letter Prayers. And you're going to hear more about that later. But this week is like an in-between week or a tweener week, as I like to call it. Everybody say tweener. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a tweener week, right? It's in between the two. Um, and I, as I was talking to Steve, we landed on this idea of words and that what you say actually says a lot about you. So we're going to dive into that, but I don't know you guys yet, so I want to spend some time getting to know you. So on the count of three, I want you to yell out your name. You ready? One, two, three. Okay, I got them all right here, you know? I heard John because he cheated, but, you know, I got them all, right? And my name is Jeffrey. I actually grew up around here. I hung out at Sugarloaf Mills. It was Discover Mills back in the day. Anybody, like, go hang out there? Yeah, like, I hung out there. I took pictures in the photo booth. It was a good time. There was this store called Cotton Salsa. It had all this soft stuff. It was amazing. Um, I grew up around here, and I went to a service just like this one. We called it the big show, and I got to hang out in middle school and in high school and, and did the deal. Um, now, back in the day, I wanted to grow my hair out. You guys know, like, every boy on his way to manhood needs to grow his hair out. So I was like, I'm going to grow my hair out. All my friends were doing it, and I wanted to do the, like, Bieber swoosh thing. But it wasn't, okay, yeah, but it wasn't the Bieber swoosh because Bieber wasn't even born yet. So it was before then, I'm not a believer. Are there believers? Is that, is that what it's called? I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not that guy. But I wanted to grow my hair out, so I tried, right? Like, bring it back in. I tried to grow my hair out, right? That, and, and it it doesn't do what everyone else's hair does. Most people's hair is straight, and it, like, swooshes is real nice. Um, my hair's not quite like that. When it gets long, it gets curly. So I brought a picture. This is me back in high school. Yeah, okay. Not, like, quite what I was looking for. I thought I was the coolest person in the world, but my friends had a nickname for me. Anyone want to guess? Okay, you all have guesses. This is great. Uh, broccoli's a good one, but no, it was actually Bushhead. That was my nickname. And they said of me, I don't get haircuts, I get weed wax. That's what they said. Oh, you got a weed wax last week. And, like, it was a mess, right? That's not what I was going for. And I pretended, like, oh, yeah, that's fine. It's a joke, whatever, right? You pretend, like, you ever have a joke happen, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm fine. It, it's just a joke. But it bothered me a little bit, right? And, and my guess is that it's not just me, that we all have those little things that might bother us, but we don't admit it. Now, I did some, some research with words, like how many words are said in a day? Like how many words does a guy say in a day? Any guy have a guess as to how many words we say? What's up? What do you think? 15 billion. 15 billion. No, that's the girls. Uh, the guys, okay, I just made a bunch of enemies. I'm sorry, ladies. But listen, guys say about 7,000 words a day. That's, that's what guys say. Girls, 20,000 words per day. Okay, so per year, right, get this, per year, guys will say two and a half million words. Girls, you're up to about seven million. Like, holy cow, that's a lot of words. Now, if, if words didn't matter, we wouldn't say that many. 
And, and, and then I, I was like, okay, well, we don't just say words. We text. You guys text. So, so like, for me, anybody my age, right, I, I'm 22. So 18 to 22-year-old, 24-year-olds, they'll text about 50 texts per day. And you guys will send, like, 60 to 100, like, tons of texts. And then I was like, well, we don't just text. And some of you are like, dude, I send, like, 300 texts a day. This is not good, right? And then I was like, well, we also tweet, and anybody want to care to guess how many tweets go through Twitter in one day? Okay, what's your guess? Two million. Two million. Okay, anybody else? Ten billion. Ten billion. That's, wow, that's amazingly a lot. One billion. Okay. Five hundred million tweets per day. Like, I don't know what people are tweeting, but five hundred million each day. That's like five thousand a second. So, boom, five thousand tweets just went through. Boom, another 5,000, like tons and tons of words, right? And, and if words didn't really matter, if, we, if we're really right that they don't matter, then we wouldn't bother saying that much. Here, here's an example. I want you to think about the best day you ever had. Maybe it was the day you got the A on the test that you didn't study for, you forgot to study. Maybe it's the, the day you scored the winning point in whatever sport you play. Maybe it's the day that crush, you know, she, he talked to you, and it was awesome. They got your name wrong, but they talked to you, and it was awesome, right? Like, maybe it's that day. Think of your best day ever. Just up to this point in your life, what's your best day, right? And as you're thinking about it, I would be willing to bet that it involved words, right? Like, like I think about my best day, right? My best day was the day I got a box of letters when I was graduating from high school from my mentors, my friends, my parents, my siblings, like encouraging me as I went to college. That was my best day, and it was amazing, and those words meant a lot to me. I still have that box, right? Now, I want you to think about your worst day ever, like that, that day you messed everything up, that everything went wrong. You forgot your lunch, you missed the bus, right? Your crush broke up with you even though you weren't dating, somehow that works, right? And like, like everything went wrong. And again, I would be willing to bet that it involved some words. That someone discouraged you or insulted you, talked behind your back. And that made it the worst day. And so we pretend like words don't really matter. But really, they kind of do. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. Because we pretend like words don't matter. I mean, we really do. Now, how many of you guys have seen The Office? Anybody seen The Office? Okay, so there's like one fan over there, and you really like The Office. He's like Netflixing right now The Office, right? So if you've seen The Office, and even if you haven't, there's this character named Jim, and he's always messing with this guy, Dwight. They share like a desk, and he's always messing with Dwight. And I brought a clip of Jim messing with Dwight, and it's so good. So please, check it out. from the future. Dwight, at 8 a.m. today, someone poisons the coffee. Do not drink the coffee. More instructions will follow. Cordially, future Dwight. No! <laughs> it's so good, right? It's like beautiful. I need to figure out how to like text my brother from the future and like mess him up. Right? And you notice that Jim just sent a few words and it changed Dwight's whole day. Like instantly all Dwight's thinking about is, okay, I can't drink the coffee and I got to make sure Stanley doesn't drink the coffee and I got to get rid of all the coffee. And that changed his whole day because words are just that powerful. And so I want to take a look at some scripture tonight that talks about words and talks about how powerful they are. 
So if you have your Bible and there are Bibles under the seats, go ahead and grab it and turn to James chapter 3. Uh, if you're in a Bible under your seat, it's page 1218, 1218. And we're going to be in James chapter 3 because I think God has a lot to say about what we say. And I think it matters. And, and there's just some things here that James says that are absolutely amazing. So 1218, that's James chapter 3. And we're going to dive in starting in verse 2. So 1,218, James 3, verse 2, here's what it says. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Here's what this is saying. This is real simple. You'll get this right away. Words are hard. Like, words are tough, right? So uh, here's an example. Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say toy boat five times fast. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Yeah, okay. Instantly you're figuring out, oh, that's really difficult, right? That's really hard. And, and to be fair, you had to say it, all right, you had to say it five times fast. So I'm going to give you a phrase, just say it once and I'd be impressed. Impressed. Irish wristwatch. Turn to your neighbor. All right, did anyone, did, did one person get it right? Okay, we've, oh, okay, well, you guys are all much more capable than I. The first I had to practice. Like, I had to sit there, right? I'm practicing for my message. I'm like, Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. And I'm like, I'm struggling because it's hard. And words are difficult. Like, it's, sometimes you stumble over what you say. And, and you guys should get in your life groups after and just, like, see if you can get those two. Because those two took me forever. Your life group leaders love me right now. So, right, like, not only are words hard because you stutter. Words are hard because sometimes you say things and mess a day up. Or you hear something and it messes your day up and it hurts you. And, and maybe you pretend and, and, and you know, whatever, and, and it's not a big deal. But, but it actually kind of bothered you. Words are hard and, and it's difficult. And so the next few verses, James unpacks three really simple truths. You'll really get them easily. And, and this changes how I see words. It changed it when I read it. So um, we're going to continue James 3, um, starting in verse 3. And here's what it says. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, We can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. And and here's the truth. The tongue is powerful. Very simply, what you say is powerful. What you text is powerful. What you tweet is is powerful. And James is just real clear, the tongue is powerful. And you got to catch that, that it's not just something to say whatever and ignore, like it actually has power to change your life, change what you think about yourself, what others think about themselves. Let's keep going in verse 6. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. So that's really encouraging, right? But, like, the truth is, the tongue is evil. Like, how many times, how many bad days have you had just because someone said something? And, like, it takes, like, four compliments to make up for an insult. The tongue is evil. And James is so clear here. It sets the whole course of a person's life on fire. Like, the tongue is evil. And here's the last truth. And and this one, for a while, I didn't even know what to do with. Verse 7. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil 
full of deadly poison. Now, here's the truth. The tongue is powerful. The tongue is evil. And James says the tongue is out of our control. Like, we can't control it. Sometimes I'll be walking, and my brother will make me angry. I'll just say something. I'll be like, whoa, wait, come back. And I didn't mean it, but I say it anyway, right? And the tongue is out of our control. And this reminds me of a commercial that I saw. Have you guys seen the direct TV commercials? Like, when you have cable, eh, it makes you sad. And, blah, blah, blah. and, like, it gets to this point where it's completely out of your control. It starts small with direct TV or cable, but it gets to this point where it's like, Whoa, what just happened? He sold his hair to a wig shop. Why did he do that? And, and I want you to take a look. I brought a 30-second clip. Check it out. When you pay too much for cable, you feel down. When you feel down, you stay in bed. When you stay in bed, they give your job to someone new. When they give your job to someone new, he has a lot to learn. When he has a lot to learn, mistakes are made. And when mistakes are made, you get body slammed by a lowland gorilla. <laughs> Don't get body slammed by a lowland gorilla. Get rid of cable and upgrade to Direct TV. Call 1-800-DIRECT-TV. I love it. Is he like, what just happened? He, he was staying inside, and then he picked up a newspaper, and boom, a freaking gorilla came out of the woods and hit him. And that, like, you see how, like, I, can anyone control a gorilla? Like, is anybody able to do that? I, I'd be really impressed. Like, if you can do that, that's amazing. But you can control whether you have Direct TV or cable. Right? And something small turned into this big thing based on a little decision. And, and this reminds me of a verse. You don't have to turn there. We're going to put it on the screen. You can write it down. It's Matthew 12, 34. And I want to read this to you because it has huge, huge meaning for us tonight. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Here's what this says. Whatever you're saying, right, whatever you're saying has complete to do with what's in your heart. It's connected. And some of you walk around and you're actually, you know, you insult your brother or sister, you go after your friends, you go after people at school, and what's coming out of your mouth is completely inconsistent with who you say you are. And it's because there's hurt in your heart. And when there's hurt in your heart, it comes out of your mouth. And some of you are like, no, dude, I'm not hurt. I'm, it's not me. I'm fine. But let's be honest. You may not guess this about me, but I'm a runner. Um, I can't run right now. If, I don't know how many of you guys saw this. I have a boot on my foot, and I want to tell you the story. Um, back about a month ago, I was running a race. It was, this little, it was this mountain race, so I had to run through a campground, up a mountain, along a ridge, come back, come down, and then back to the start line. And so that's, that was, I, that's, not, that's kind of my hobby. It's what I do. Some people look at me like I'm crazy, and they're right. Um, but, you know, like, that's, so I run, and I'm running this race, and, and it's going to take me about two hours. In the first hour and a half, this old guy passes me, and then he stays in front of me. And I'm like, but you're old, and so, like, I'm, I'm trying desperately all race just to catch up to this guy. Like, my, forget my time, forget anything. I just want to catch up to the old guy who passed me, and, and he's wearing this neon shirt, so he's, like, this beacon of being ahead of me, and I'm just like, come on. So I'm running, pa I'm running after him, and, and about an hour and a half in, I realize I'm about to catch him, right? I'm running down the mountain, and he's right there. And, and, and I'm going faster than him, and so I yell out, passing right, which is this runner thing to do, so he knows I'm coming around him. And he moves a little to the left, and, and I go around him. And as I'm running past him, I think to myself, man, I'm running really fast. Wow, look at me. Ow! 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 
ow. And I just, I like stop in my tracks. After like limping for a little while, I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta stop, right? And, and so I stop, and then the old guy's catching up to me again. I'm like, this can't be happening. And so I, I, I just start running again because I don't know what else to do. And, and I, my ankle's hurting, and so I'm like limping along, but I'm totally running, and I'm still totally faster than him, uh, by the way, in case there is any concern. So I'm, I'm completely, tr- like, I'm, I'm a mess, I'm injured, and I just keep running. And I just kept going. And I actually sprinted towards the finish line. And then I ran again the next week. And I completely ignored every, like, I'm not injured. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, don't talk to me. I'm fine. I, I'm just limping everywhere. It's cool. Whatever. And, and, I, and I pretended like I wasn't hurt. And some of you are pretending like you're not hurt. See, some of you are actually hurting. Somebody said something to you. Somebody did something to you. And you're in pain, and you're pretending like you're not. You're hurting, and you won't even acknowledge it. And see, I pretended for a month like I wasn't hurt. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm going to tough through it. I'm the tough guy. I'm good. And some of you have been pretending for even months and years you can do this. I know I did when I was your age. I pretended, and still do. Like I'm not hurt, and you're actually hurting deeply, and because that's in your heart, it's coming out of your mouth, and what you're saying is wrong, and it's gossip, and it's slander, and you're slamming people around you because you yourself are hurting, and you won't admit it to yourself. Another way to say this is hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. When you're hurting inside, you go and hurt other people. It's what's in your heart, so it's what's coming out of your mouth. So what do you do when you're hurting? What do you actually do? What are you supposed to do when someone says something and it just messes you up? It makes your day horrible, and, but not just your day. You carry it with you like a boot. I'm walking around with this boot every day, and I can become very easily the crippled kid. And yeah, can you get me water because, you know, I've got a boot on. And you're like, yeah, I'm hurting. And, and you wear it like your identity. It's who you are. I was the kid who was betrayed by my friend or, or my parents who left when I was a kid. My mom, my dad. And you, you own that as if that's you. That's who you are. What do you do with that hurt? What do you do? And, and as I look at scripture and as I see the heart of the Father of God, I, examine your heart. Examine your heart. Because each of us has a heart, right? You have the capacity to carry hurt or health in your life. You can carry God's healing or you can carry hurt that you received in the past. Examine your heart. And what's the thing that when it comes to mind, you just ignore it. You're like, no, I can't think about that right now. I I don't want to think about it. So you just push it to the side and say, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Or that thing when you lay down at night, it comes back up into your head. And and all you want to do is go to sleep so you don't have to think about that pain, that hurt. What's the thing that you're ignoring you're pretending like it doesn't exist, but it's very real and it's very hurt. What's the thing you don't talk about anymore? Because if you do, you'll get all emotional, you'll get frustrated, and it just dismantles you. So you just don't even bother talking about it. What's that thing? Examine your heart. For some of you, it's not even something someone else said to you. It's something you tell yourself. Right? You tell yourself, man, I'm just not good enough. I could never be loved. God doesn't love me. I'm too messed up. 
What are you telling yourself that's causing you hurt? See, and I say examine your heart. I picked examine very carefully. Because when I went to the doctor to get my ankle checked, he did an exam, right? He had an x-ray machine. And I stood up there and I was like this. 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 Like, I was all over the place because that's, he had to see every angle of the bone, every angle of my ankle. And then he sat me down in a room and he, he had me go like this and like this. And he pulled my ankle this way and pulled my ankle this way. And does this hurt and does this hurt? Because he had to give a thorough examination to figure out what was wrong. And then he looked at me and said, Jeffrey, you've torn tendons all in your ankle. And it's all messed up in there. And I don't know how you're doing this well. You shouldn't be. You're really hurt. And just like I needed a doctor, you need a doctor for your heart. You need God, the great physician, your father, to come examine your heart. I'm going to have the band come back up. And, and here's what you do, right? We're, we're about to head back into worship. We're about to spend a few moments in one more song. And let God speak over whatever hurt you're harboring in your heart. Whatever you have in your heart, let God speak over it. So where you've been told you're worthless, let God tell you you're worthy. Where you've been insulted, let God encourage you. Where your friends have betrayed you and left you and it's, it's, it's just you and you feel alone, listen to the heart of the Father of God who says that he's with you no matter what. Maybe it wasn't something that was said, but something that wasn't said as your dad or your mom walked out. Let God speak to you as a father who never leaves you. Let God speak over those things that are hurting. Let God heal your heart. See, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you say is a window into what's going on in here. So what have you said? Have you hurt someone? Is there something going on in here? Man, I've been praying for you guys all week that, that God would show you if and where you're hurting. I know I was. And it's okay to be hurt. It's not okay to stay that way. So examine your heart. And let God speak to you. Let's pray. Oh God, I pray for these students. God, it's not easy growing up. It's not easy to walk um, through life with people. God, words can hurt. And we confess that sometimes we don't acknowledge that we're hurt. And we ignore it and we pretend it's okay, but it's not. We pretend like we're okay, but we're really not. Oh God, won't you give us wisdom to know where we're hurt? Won't you give us ears to hear your voice as you speak to us and encourage us and speak over the wounds we have? Thank you, God, that you are the perfect Father. And where we're hurt, you will speak to us. So God, would you speak? Would you speak now? Would you speak in this moment? In Jesus' name, amen.